Hello and welcome everyone to the first episode, the debut issue, if you will, of the Nerd Stash's new show, The Longbox Hunters. That's right, me, Tristan Benz, you know, the arbiter of culture, as I'm referred to, the people's champion, and my longtime friend and fellow co-host of Nerds Talk Movies, uh, and now fellow co-host of this show, the brave and bold Drew Garrison, we finally badgered one Taylor Cole into letting us do a comics podcast. So, you know, I think it's long overdue. Drew, how are you feeling? I'm excited. It's like, this feels like our zero issue where it's like, you'll find out the origin and stuff. This is honestly- This is the, exactly, this is the secret origin, you know, this is our our doomed planet, desperate scientists. We don't have a kindly couple. Uh, We're not very kindly and we're not a couple. Uh, (laughs) But we are the last hope for- you know, taste and culture out there. Just people need to listen to us and they can know what to think. Honestly, with uh, so many duos out there, I, I've just been going through my head. It's like, okay, dynamic duo, the Super Sons. I mean, if we're the Super Sons, who gets to be whom? Because I feel like I should be John because I'm taller. Yeah. Personally. And honestly, I feel like I do have that Damien energy of, oh, I'm going to sass everybody. I mean, you can be a little gremlin sometimes. You can be a little, a little hobgoblin. But we can get into the the nitty-gritty later. The, now, anyone who's listened to us on Nerds Talk Movies, they're well aware of our history as nerds. You know, it's something we bring up every chance we get. But... It's in the title, guys. Yeah, exactly. For people who have not uh, traveled with us, they've not taken that long journey with us through the last however many episodes we've been on Nerds Talk Movies. Let's give them a little context for, you know, our connection with comics. So, since this is the first episode, we're going to deviate from our usual template that we'll have for, you know, the rest of the series, hopefully, assuming this becomes a series and you guys, you know, can put up with us. So let's just give people a little background as our with our uh, connections with with comics. So Drew, why don't you why don't you start? How did you first get into comics? You know, what are some of your favorite characters, and and what do you what are you really nerdy about in the realm of comics? Like, what's your your thing? So that's a that's a lot. I'm gonna have to try uh, cement down. But I mean, we got time. We're running our show. T- Taylor can't tell us to you know not go on tangents. That's right. We've got the Infinity Stones. We have the power. The funniest thing about this is Taylor is still going to have to edit this podcast. Uh, so we probably shouldn't sass him too much since it's more work for him. But it's also funnier if we <laughs> do, uh, you know, mock him just a little bit, you know. So give just him something fun to look bit. forward to while he's, he's, he's working, you know. Yep, yep, yep. But for to answer your questions, uh, my history with comics comes at a very young age. Uh, I, I, I honestly can't pin down the age anymore. It's been so long, but once upon a time, once upon a time, I was going to the bookstore with my mom and sister, and there were some copies of my first comic book that I ever read, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Oh, that's a big one to start off with. It is, but oh my God, if that wasn't a life changer for a min- for Mini Drew, like, they were, and they were the original issues too. It's like it, oh, the singles, the floppies, the singles, the floppies, oh, wow. my dude. I had to convince the, uh, or rather, maybe it was more of like he took pity on a small child, but I had to convince the store owner to let me read them because I was like, the first cover just looks so cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. Can I read it? First time I ever wanted to read anything willingly. I mean, 
I can't blame you. It's a it's a badass George Perez cover. R.I.P. to the goat. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, to the goat. It's for the people who aren't familiar with the cover. Which, if you're listening to a comic book podcast, you might you're probably familiar. Or if you're just listening to this to start getting into comics, we'll try and keep things you know uh, easily accessible for for the newbies. But it's the classic cover of Thanos with a gauntlet in front of his face and all the heroes scattered around, and he's got all the all the. I miss when they were called the Infinity Gems. I'm just going to put yeah. that out there. Gems, yeah, I miss the gems, Stones too. sound so basic. Gems is like a little razzle-dazzle, you know? Yeah, and considering how that gauntlet has traveled throughout the Marvel Universe, it needs that razzle-dazzle. It needs a little razzle, and it needs a little dazzle. But continue with your story. Yeah, so, uh, we went there and binged all six issues of it, and it was a, lo- it was a long read, and apparently my... Uh, my mom and sister were looking for me while they were doing it, and they just expected me to be in the uh, either the music section or where they had the uh, VGS tapes, VHS tapes. So it was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit, but it like it totally started my love of comic books, and from there on, it also gave me my favorite villain in possibly anything. Like Thanos is my favorite villain, so. Was super excited to see him in the MCU for anyone who was about to say, oh, yeah, that purple guy who wanted to kill half the universe. Yep, that's him. I mean, well, then here's here's a question for you, because this happened before we even met each other. How do you feel the that post credit scene to the end of the first Avengers? Oh, I was excited. Like you like my um family could not keep me still. They they thought I snuck some candy. I was like, no, do you know who that is? Do you know who like, that do you realize is? the magnitude? Which, side note about your story, uh, this is, I mean, you and I aren't really old. We're like mid-20s. Yeah. But the fact that we both went to places that had, like, VHS sections when you were younger, and now that's just not a thing. I don't know what the age range, really, of the listeners for the Nerdstash, you know, network podcasts are, but I'm curious, how many of them are young enough that, like, they never watched the VHS? Oh, yeah, that's that's honestly a good question. Uh, leave some in the comments. Yeah, let us know, because... You know, we we need to be reminded of our inevitable and impending mortality. So <laughs> that's how you <laughs> yeah. got into comics. But so obviously we know Thanos some, is one of your favorite characters. But who else? Just so we can give the audience of an idea of you know where our our tastes lie in the comic book realm. So for my favorite characters, this is going to be in no particular order. But I'm a huge Jean Grey fan. I love Wonder Woman. I, I am a huge Thor fan as well. The mythical characters seem to resonate with me a lot. Uh, I also love the Batman stories, although if you if I had to pick my favorite Bat character besides the Batman himself, quickly followed by Dick Grayson and then quickly followed by Cassandra Cain. I was going to awesome. say I was going to say Cass. I was going to guess Cass for you. Uh, I love I love Nightwing. I love his stories and everything. I'm glad he's finally getting the uh, recognition he does. Drew loves dick. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows that Drew loves dick. Tristan loves dick, too. We're big, we're big, big dick guys over here. Big dick guys. But, big dick uh, guys. But yeah, the reason why I bring up Cassandra more is because like everyone loves Nightwing. That's one of the things. He's like he's one of the most lovable comic book characters he's the guy. you can find. He's you the know? guy. Cassandra, he's that bitch. Yeah, Cassandra gets uh, pulled down to the wayside and everything because of that Birds of Prey movie, which that wasn't Cassandra. I wish they <sighs> just didn't use her name. And that's the thing. I enjoy the movie. If they just named that character literally anything other than Cassandra Kane, like, it would, she'd be a fine, you know, OC 
like a fine original character, but that was not Cass. Yeah, I probably would like the movie more if they just didn't name her Cassandra Kane. Because in truth, in truth and honesty, when I heard that was Cassandra, I was like, she can, she talks. Yeah, and that was the thing, and that was the thing that got me. It's like I, it's like I. Well, get, it's not like, even that. It's like she's talking in full complex sentences. Like Cass eventually does learn to speak, but she's still a very, you know, reserved, almost stoic person. This this Laurel was chatting it up, and I'm like, that's not. That's not the vibes. Yeah, that's not. This is like this is like some, this is like an Asian girl that you decide to take from the MCU and put it into the DCEU. She also just didn't rip out anybody's throat, and I found that upsetting as a cast fan. She should be ripping out throats at a young age and then feeling bad about it, and never doing it again. <laughs> Spoiler alert! But yeah, ah, you know, wait, we're not talking about Stephanie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let's not, let's not get into that. No. Oh. But, um, yeah, um, those are a few of my favorite characters you're going to be hearing about a lot more. Jaime Reyes is also one, and I can get into Spider-Man Peter Parker when they when people let him cook and not be just a teenager in an adult body. is like he has some really amazing stories. I can't wait. I can't wait for us to get into the show enough that <laughs> we can I can talk to you about the current Amazing Spider-Man run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this 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 current Amazing Spider-Man ride, it's like this may be like my like some hype this some hype of a lot of the storylines that they're doing. There's like, there's some hype, but there's some there's some other choices. We we yeah. won't we we still got to give people an idea of what to talk about. So we can't get into it too deeply, but yeah, there's it's a series that's going on right now. Did I drop it? Now I'm reading Dan Slott's adjectiveless Spider-Man. Yeah. Who's to say? Uh, who's to say I actually went back to Superior Spider-Man the story around that so I could goated. also get into Spider-Verse as well. It's goated like just, series. Yeah, it's goaded. But um yeah, those are my, those are some of my favorite characters. I don't want to get too much into it, but you guys are going to be hearing a lot about my favorite characters as we go on. And uh you're also going to hear me hype up how amazing they are because what because one of the things that I will never stop doing is bringing up some of my favorite moments and repeating them over and over and over again. I mean, a big part of this show in general, uh, and largely why we both respectively joined uh, Nerds Talk Movies and talked so much about comics in there was because we wanted to shove our opinions down people's throats. Oh, uh, definitely. So that's just going to be a lot of what this is. Obviously, you know, we, we're, we're not averse to, to, I wouldn't say criticism. I mean, I'm averse to criticism. Uh, disagreements. Because you and I don't agree on everything under the sun with comics. And I'm sure over the course of the show, we'll bring on other people, you know, some friends of ours who also know comics, who may have different tastes and different uh, opinions. You know, we might have our own little mini clashes of the stash on here about, you know, in, in particular nerd things. But when when all is said and done, this is going to try and be a more positive uh, podcast. I feel like there's a lot of negativity out there, which I know, an original uh, an original statement to make. But especially on Twitter and, you know, social media and speci specifically the comic book corners of things, people can just get real down, you know, on yeah. shit, just talk shit about everything. We're here to we're here to talk about what we love. Now, if something's, you know, real dumb, we're going to talk about it. We're going to laugh at it. We're going to make fun of it. But we're not going to be, like, too mean-spirited, unless something's just, yeah. like, terrible. In which case, it's like, no, some things need to be just, like, kicked in the teeth. You yeah, know? and just because we think something is dumb doesn't mean we didn't like it. We're just willing to say that the thing we like is dumb. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a combo podcast. I'm going to conservatively say 89% of the things we love are dumb as shit. Probably, yeah. 
Chris Claremont's X-Men run is one of my favorite things in this world. There's some ridiculous things in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It's ridiculous. Uh, but before we get into my background with comics and, and whatnot, my favorite characters, let me, uh, let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, which is really our, I don't know if you could just say it's, it's our sponsor both emotionally, uh, not monetarily because we don't get paid, uh, yet. but yet, just give us money. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Uh, give us money. We talked about the Nerd Stash real quick. So if you're looking for the best place to get your gaming and entertainment news, check out thenerdstash.com. It has a plethora of very talented writers and content creators, such as Drew and myself, who are making it their mission to give people the latest news in the world of gaming, movies, television, and comics, and so much more. But that's not all. Are you looking to get your start in the game entertainment journalism field? Or are you someone who's just looking to build on your ever-growing resume? Do we have something for you? Boy, we got something. We got something. Because regardless of your experience, consider applying to join the writing team. I myself have written for the Nerd Stash. Uh, Drew, I don't, have you written anything for the Nerd Stash? Not yet. You jump but, right uh, into the podcast. Yeah, I, ju- I jumped right into the podcast. Taylor wants me Taylor wants me to do something, but he ha- just hasn't given me a topic yet. Well, get in there. Well, you gotta go in there and pitch your own topic, man. Give, Come on. Get while the getting's good. We can't be advertising something that we, you know, haven't done, so get on in there, bro. You heard it here first, folks. Drew's gonna write for the Nerd Sash at some point. We're not gonna put a deadline on it because we're very busy. But... You can find a link for the nerdsash.com in the description of this very episode, regardless of whatever platform you're listening to us on. And in that description, you'll also find a link that'll direct you to any open positions we have available at the site. All you gotta do is click on that link, follow the instructions, Bob's your uncle, you're you're off to the races and you're writing up a storm. Now, back to the rest of the show. Yes, back to the tr- back to what we truly came here for. Exactly. Tristan's origin story. This is my this is my origin, you know, this is just the dramatic tale of woe and optimism. You know, it's a balancing act, you know, it really, there was a light in the darkness, you know. Uh, no, it's it's not. <laughs> it's not that dramatic. Um, when I was real little, you know, single digits, like three, four, I think the first superhero thing I ever watched was the, and funny enough, it was a VHS, but it was the releases the Batman Superman movie, but it was the three part world's finest arc of the Superman animated series where he first met Batman that really cemented the DC animated universe being a thing. Dude, that is, you talked about me going in big. That is one of the big things of television. Yeah. And it, it blew me away. I was obsessed with it. Um, then, you know, from that point I was just still single digits, but I was all in the cartoons. It was like three to four or five. I remember when the Justice League cartoon premiered and I, you know, would VHS those. I was obsessed with the X-Men animated series when I was younger. I think the first actual, I don't remember when I first bought them. Actually, I may have gotten my, I think my first comic was Superman, Batman, Public Enemies by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis. And I believe I got that at Media Play, if anyone remembers Media Play. Uh, that that brings me back right it takes you back i think i may have gotten there and for a while i just had that and then add volume two which was supergirl but the first graphic novel that i had the distinct memory of buying was and somewhat similar to infinity gauntlet it was infinite crisis 
So I got that right when it was first released in trade. And that was the first thing I read after having read, uh, you know, a bunch of the Marvel and DC encyclopedias that had been released. I got those before I actually got the graphic novels and just read them cover to cover. So by the time Infinite Crisis came out when I was, what was that, 2006? Something, something like that, 2005, 2006, hmm. I was nine uh, reading that, and I was like, all right, I understand this perfectly, because I've read I've every entry in the encyclopedia. I know exactly what's happening. And since then, it's just been a nonstop, uh, nonstop thing. Really cemented my love of uh, the Trinity and Superboy, Connor Kent, uh, the best Superboy. Sorry, John Kent. You know, I like you fine as Superman now, but Connor's the will always be the Superboy of my heart. I'm still waiting for them to just meet. They've met. They're hanging out. You know, are you not reading action comics currently? I haven't been able to read action comics. I oh, haven't like I've been oh. reading more of the Detective Collins and the Lazarus event. Bro, PKG's action comics has been just oh my goodness. It's been fire. It's been one of the best Superman runs in in quite a while. Honestly, is it the best Superman run I've picked up in single issues? Like, since I've been collecting some... It might be. It's up there. Like, it's... I, I cannot recommend that highly enough. Mm. Uh, but yeah. So that was my origin with comics. It's been a non-stop thing. Then, for a, for a dual or- origin, Drew and I met in college, as listeners of Nerd Stock Movies will know, and mm-hmm. we helped put together the Georgia State University Comic Book Club. Because that's how nerdy we are. Yep, we, we were so nerdy, we literally wanted comic books to be a part of our college experience. And boy, did we make it part of our college. Drew was the president. Uh, I, being very lazy, refused to, you know, take up a position of authority, yet still managed to railroad every conversation, as is my way. And then eventually I became treasurer, but made Drew and the vice president do all the work because I only became treasurer so that somebody we didn't like couldn't become treasurer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just a figurehead. And that was fine. Because I'm bad at math. So I was like, I'm not doing any of the numbers, but I'll, I'll... Take this one for the team. Oh, and those who were thinking that we were going to abuse power, the person we didn't like literally was a guy who pretty much used the comic book club just as a way of, like, upping his resume and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. We abuse power in the sense that while we're in charge, we're just going to talk about some interesting things that we want to talk about. He was, you know, we don't even got to get into all that. That's not the point. Point is, our comic book credibility is sky high. And, yeah. That was our, our dual origin, our team origin, if you will, of the Longbox Hunters, which I don't know if we've, we've definitely not mentioned it, but if anyone who's not familiar with comics is wondering, why is it called the Longbox Hunters? Well, it's because you put comic books in long boxes, but it's also a reference to a really classic and good Green Arrow storyline, because we're really nerdy, so even our name has to be a pun. <laughs> yep. As for some of my favorite characters, uh, as you can probably guess, I'm a big DC guy. I know that's unpopular. With the MCU being, you know, the biggest thing in entertainment. But let me Okay, hold on, you. pause. Hold on, pause. Uh-huh. Go, yeah, I'll pause. Say what you need to say before I go off. Yeah, so I like Marvel and DC, and DC. I'm a fan of both, and I will always remain a fan of both. I never will pick a side, because picking a side means shunning the other great stories that they have. DC might have some crappy movies. Debatable! But, <laughs> but, they have amazing stories guys and if you don't and if you don't read comics which if you don't why are you watching this uh, why are you listening to this well maybe they want to get into comics and we'll give them some good well, recommendations yeah. we'll give you some good recommendations we're welcoming everyone we're not DC gatekeeping has... here yeah 
But if you don't like these, if you don't like the stuff that DC's putting out in live action, I highly, highly recommend checking out their animated catalog because DC is the king of animation. Except for ignore the like the DC animated movie universe that was like largely based on the New Fifty Two and the teens. That stuff was really hit or miss. So just wouldn't don't don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you're mostly gonna get your mileage out of the Batman stuff or the super or the Death of Superman. Death of Superman, not so much Return of Superman. Yeah, Death Death Superman goes hard though. I cried watching that. Yeah, and I'm an, and I was an adult man who already read the Death of Superman comic and knew what would happen. And I watched the other video that had the Death of Su- the other movie with the Death of Superman. Superman Doomsday. Line. Oh yeah, that that no, that, that was hit. good. That's good. That's a yeah. good one. But yeah, look. But yeah, um, just to wrap up my thing so that Tristan can go on his spiel. Give respect to DC. They're the original super. They're the original superhero family and stuff. Like they have, they got the universe going before Marvel did, and both of them have stuff to offer you that you will love. It's just, just give respect to DC. Exactly. Yeah, give respect to Marvel too. I'm not gonna shit on Marvel too. Well, I might shit on the MCU just because I think it's funny. But I'm gonna shit on Marvel <laughs> Comics. You know, everything. Every, comics just comics, man. We're just here for good stories. But. I'm more of a DC guy, you know, I've always been more of a DC guy, clearly since I was in single digits before the MCU became a thing, and everyone's like, oh my god, Iron Man's the greatest. Y'all didn't know who the hell Iron Man was back in, in the day, you know, and I'm not gonna be gatekeeping, people like, oh, you're not a real fan, because if you've ever watched anything and you enjoyed it, you're as valid a fan as, as the next person, you know, it's all well and yeah. good. But don't sit there and come at me. Just getting all like, oh, you're a DC fan? Because I grew up loving Superman and Batman. I was there when they were working. I was there when Tom Cruise was rumored to be playing Iron Man. I remember those days, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so don't don't come to, to an OG like myself, you know, and try and talk shit because I'm, I'm waiting for a good Justice League movie. I don't remember why I was getting so heated about this, but this is also why I want to do this podcast so I can wrap my DC apology tour. Anyway. Favorite characters, you know, Superman, Green Lantern, Batman, really just the Justice League pantheon. Wally West, Flash, specifically Wonder Woman, you know, the goat. And then you got uh-huh. your Nightwings, Booster Golds, you know, that's the, those are my big my big DC guys. Uh, but then when it comes to Marvel, I'm a, I'm a huge X-Men guy. Like X-Men, I, I may, I would put from, for, for my money... I would put my personal love of the X-Men corner of the Marvel Universe at least on par with, you know, the Justice League and DC and all all that ilk. I just really love the X-Men. I can take or leave the Avengers. I don't really give it too much of a shit about them. I don't care about the Guardians of the Galaxy outside of, you know, the comics. Mainly Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning's run. That was fantastic. And oh, Al yeah. Ewing's that, done that some, some really... Al Ewing and Donny Cates both did some really interesting stuff with them uh, in recent years. But... If it's just a corner of the Marvel Universe that I care about the most, it's the X-Men. And then, also to the side, Spider-Man and Daredevil. I like my little street-level guys just minding their own business, you know, swinging around, being bros, you know. Being just a couple of cool cats climbing up walls and beating up random thugs, you know. That's the vibe. But, that's, but you know, also, I'll throw out Black Bolt, just because he's, he's dope as fuck. Don't care about any of the other Inhumans except for Lockjaw, because dogs are great. But, mm-hmm. you know, Black Bolt's goaded. I'm surprised that you didn't bring up Martian Manhunter. I thought about it, uh, but I didn't remember to say him until after I had started moving to Marvel. And I was like, well, I can't backtrack now. 
Understand. Bajan is up there. I do have a same big ass like Alex Ross designed Martian Manhunter statue like right by my computer right now that I'm looking at. So I do love Martian Manhunter. He's in my top ten DC characters. If I could afford the statues, I would probably have a Martian Manhunter one. Probably be the first one I get because he is one of my favorite characters. And he's so underrated. And that is something I also think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about on the show. Not just our favorite things, but things that just we feel have been underrated. Not necessarily just because of popularity of things in the movies, but just because of, you know, even if they don't necessarily get enough play or attention in the comic book sphere because there are a lot of hidden gems out there and that's one of the the greatest things about comics like you said we don't want to pick sides or you know say oh something's amazing this is trash just just because we don't want to write off an entire universe in every publisher in every i mean almost every series that's ever been put out there's going to be a hidden gem there of like you know what this 20 issue arc may be absolute dog shit just the worst thing i've ever read and it made me lose my faith in humanity but there might be one panel there might be one character moment there might be one splash page that is just transcendent and that's what we're going to be looking for that's really what we're hunting in the long box hunters those little moments of joy that make you think man comics are cool and also it's really dumb but it's still cool (laughs) i was waiting for that i was like he's gonna say it oh yeah no i mean hey i love madeline Pryor. You know, I love the Goblin Queen, but if I take the time to explain Scott Summers' failed marriage, it's going to sound dumb as shit. And and personally, as a as a person, I dislike Scott Summers a lot. I love Scott like Summers. I'll see. There we go. We're already off to a disagreement. Scott Summers, Cyclops, my favorite X Men. Yeah, I know. Look, I really respect Scott. I still dis- I still dislike him. Mostly, I dislike the fact that Marvel keeps putting him back with Jean, and that is a very unhealthy yeah, that's... relationship. I mean, it seems like they got a whole, you know, polycule going on with, with Emma and, and Logan. Now, that seems to have dealt with a lot of the the the, the when's, eh, toxicity, I guess, is the word I'll use. They, they seem yeah. to have worked out a lot of their issues, and I'm happy for them. You know, good for them. Wish that we saw that, but, you know, some beggars can't be choosers. I also wish that we saw that, but, you know, Disney being Disney probably won't let them openly admit to being in a, you know, the polyamorous relationship and it's left a subtext it's the comics it's like come on dizzy you just let star wars get away with literally ripping someone in like flesh and stuff i don't know man let people you know be in polyamorous relationships i don't care it's none of my business and it means that cyclops gets to still be you know happy which is nice that's one i just want to see my man scott summers happy he's been so stressed for the last 60 years <laughs> it's like, like this, it's like this dude hasn't caught a break since he was a teenager yeah, it's like, this is the best he's been in a while you know so let's keep it that way and emma's off doing her own thing gene's and happy he and steve are like actual friends now yeah i never thought i'd see the day you know which cycle is better than captain america we'll put that out there uh, i'm, I'm agree, just saying okay who was right in avengers versus x-men cyclops or captain america I believe both were wrong. Uh, I mean, I think Cyclops was less wrong. It's like it's like Cyclops technically was less was less wrong, but if like if let's be honest, if Hope Summers got the Phoenix Force win and Cyclops wanted her to, she would have burned the world. I mean, who's to say? But he was ultimately right about it, you know, being good for the mutant race. We're not, you know what? This is this will be its own episode. We're already 
we're just we, we're we're gonna have to make a list of debates. Yeah, Avengers versus X Men will be uh, its own episode, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. Honestly, I think the story was kind of a mess. Yeah, so does everybody else. <laughs> Uh, but that does lead us into giving an idea for the audience of the sort of things we will be talking about. So, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we'll be talking about our favorite things, but typically in every episode, we'll have a specific topic for our general discussion. It might be talking about a specific issue that we, we really love, whether it's, you know, recent or whether it's a classic thing. Uh, we'll be talking about specific story arcs like Avengers versus X-Men, you know, what their overall impact on the continuity was, how they resonated with us, whether or not we think they were just boo-boo, boo-boo fuck shit. Uh, or maybe we'll do character deep dives, character history. It really depends on, you know, what tickles our fancy for that episode, because like we said, we're in charge now, you know, yep. Taylor, Taylor's not here to, to rein us in. Yeah, I mean, oh, and just FYI, oh, and just FYI, some of the ideas that we've already like put down that we're going to do is deep dive on Green La- on the history of the Green Lanterns, oh, yeah, and man. yeah, and also going through like um, one of the problems with adapting G- the Phoenix Saga into movies and stuff. We have a lot of stuff that we've been thinking about. We have a lot of opinions that we've built over the last. Two, two decades, I guess, for both of us. God, it's been, yeah. It's been, we've been fans of comics for like 20 years, you know, thinking about how, how long it was ago we bought our respective infinite slash infinity related graphic novels. Huh. God, time's weird. Wow. But also, I keep saying Taylor can't rein us in. But again, he is editing this, so he might cut some of this out. I hope Who's he doesn't. Say? I hope he doesn't. Let the people know what we're about. Here's the thing, Taylor. And and Taylor, I'm I'm addressing you now. Leave this in for the audience so they know that that I know that you know. <laughs> great, I love you. You're a, a great guy. But let me tell you something. This is our show. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're gonna have some hot takes, and we're aware that they don't necessarily. Well, I'll have some hot takes. I don't necessarily know Drew. Drew will will be as bold with being obnoxious as I am, but we're going to have opinions and they might not necessarily reflect that of the nerd stash network. And you know what? I'll do your courtesy. Cause normally you have to make that disclaimer for me an episode. I'll go ahead and say, you know, when I say something controversial, it doesn't reflect the nerd stash. So you don't have to worry about that, but leave, leave it in. Let people know that, that we're about that life, that we're real ones. Okay. And people, like, also remember that just because we think of something doesn't mean that the entirety of Nerd Stash thinks of something. We're not a hive mind. Nobody just agrees with me 100% of the time, which is unfortunate, because I'm right, you know, most of the time. So it's like, that just leaves a lot of people being wrong. Like, people come at me being like, oh man, fucking Hal Jordan's the worst Green Lantern. And I say, well, you're fucking wrong. Like, you're not correct on that front, you know? And then, guess what? They just have to live their life being incorrect. And it's a sad it's sad to see, you know, someone is being wrong. Then you might have someone come at you saying, you know, Cyclops is a terrible husband. And I might say, well, you're not incorrect, but he's still a good X-Man, you know? And that's that's called compromise, people. Also the wor- also the worst green green lantern is Amansur. Yeah. Well, didn't he he ended up being a yellow lantern anyway. Cause he didn't he didn't even get to be a Green Lantern because he was just a little punk and they're like you can't be a Green Lantern. You're a I little, thought he got little... to be a Green Lantern, then he got the Yellow Lantern ring. No, it was like for five seconds he kept trying to steal Hal's ring. 
Hell yeah. And then, and then they're like, no, you can't work the rings. You're a little, a little doo-doo head. And then Sinestro was like, all right, I guess I'll make your ass a yellow lantern. And there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Comics, man. What a, what a, what a time, time to read. What a, what a time to be alive. Now, before we wrap up, Drew, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this. Give me a controversial comic book take you have. <sighs> One of your hottest takes. Miles Morales and Kamala Khan are, have not yet actually be, become great comic book characters, and they're honestly pretty mid. Ooh! I take back what I said moments ago about Drew not having uh, controversial opinions. Ooh! <laughs> look, that's I spicy. Like look, I like them. I really do. It's just that if you actually go and try to think of any of their comic storylines, most of the time you only get their origins, and that's it. I mean, I don't know. I liked most of, I liked, well, not most. I liked all of G. Willow Wilson's, like, initial Miss Marvel run. Yeah, that, that, one, that one was good, but it's still connected to her origin. Also, eh. that's, that's mostly her meeting with other uh, eh, superheroes. True. true. Oh, yeah, is... it's like it's like it's like I want them to hit get like that seminal. Oh, what about the, what back. about their their run on the champions together? The champions is the champions is honestly pretty good. It's just that it's hit or miss within the issues. Like the one where Miles actually does his own version of One More Day. Mm-hmm. Honestly, pretty pretty ama- pretty amazing that they go that route and allow um allow it to happen really really wish one more day didn't happen but no. giving miles his own version i don't, I don't think that's sense. controversial of us to say no one likes uh, uh you know no one likes one more day no, no one, one likes, likes one the restart day. it's it's bad uh peter and ambition should still be married yeah or they could have just gotten divorced like normal people yeah like having the devil steal their marriage is dumb and also, it's like of all the of all the reasons for you to have Peter actually give up his marriage, it's to save Aunt May. You have got to be, you know. We'll get back to your controversial take in a second, but let me just go off for a second. You have got to be shitting me. He gave up. Okay, for people who don't know what One More Day is, uh, in the comics, this was shortly after the comic version of Civil War. Spider Man's identity was made public. Aunt May got shot by an assassin uh, meant to take him out, and she was dying. And to save her life, uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane made a deal with the demon lord Mephisto, who, who is, is basically person, Satan. Who's basically Satan, who's the person that everyone keeps thinking is going to pop up in the Disney Plus MCU shows. And the deal was, hey, I'll take your love, I'll erase your, your relationship, your happy marriage from existence, and in return, I'll save uh, Aunt May's life. So they did that. And now let me tell you why that's freaking dumb. Because this woman was alive during the Dust Bowl. She's gonna die in two years anyway. You're gonna get rid of your entire future with your soulmate, with the, the person you love most in this world, to give Aunt May, like, three more weeks of life? When she wouldn't want you to do that, Peter, you're sacrificing your happiness for her. Okay. And Aunt May's one wish was to live long enough to see Peter get married. She's and she gotten had that. that wish. Yeah, she got that. She was going to die fulfilled. And, you know, it's the thing of, oh, he doesn't want that on his conscience because, you know, Uncle Ben was killed because of him. And now it's Aunt May is going to get killed because of him. Well, you know, that's tough. That's unfortunate. 
It it really is, but dumb. If, if I may, if I may add, that is Peter and Spider Man story to a T. It's the whole thing of realizing that his great power will come with great sacrifice, great loss, but overall, over everything else, great responsibility. And to betray Spider-Man's great responsibility of having him make a deal with the devil. With Marvel's Satan. It's just not only unbelievably dumb, it's entirely disrespectful. It's just so dumb. And I don't know if this says something about me, but when I was reading that storyline... I I had to go pick up some mail from my aunt. And my aunt, not geriatric, like Aunt May, but she and I, still very close, like a second mother to me. Uh, And I told her, I was like, Laura, if something happens, and I'm a superhero, and you get shot and you're on death's door, and I'm married to the love of my life, who's also, like, way out of my league and is a supermodel and puts up with all my superhero crap, I'm not going to sacrifice my marriage to the devil to save you. I told her that. I was like, I'm not doing it. And she said, I understand. I wouldn't want you to do it. So, Peter, what were you thinking? And what was MJ thinking? Because MJ kind of pushed Agreed him to do it, too. Agreed and pushed Like, him. MJ, what? Why? And and her, they haven't been able to do her justice ever since. I'm just going to put that out there. It's like, they're, it's like they got back in a relationship. Now they're not in a relationship anymore. Also, now she's got a fucking kids with some dude named Paul. That's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. That's, what's, you know what? That's also Let's, one of the reasons why I, that, why I've been sort of mixed on the Spider-Man run. Because it feels like this is going down the route of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want manipulative Mary Jane. Let's, you know what? Let's say this for a one more day. This, we'll do an episode on the relationship of, of MJ and Spider-Man. That's going to be a long one. <laughs> well, it might be. A, it, we might, might need to do it in like a series or something. But let, let's get back to... So, Miles Morales, have you not read the, the recent Salad and Ahmed run? Uh, haven't, haven't actually gotten into the, recent, to the recent run. Reason being is that after the, he got his version of the Clone Saga, I was just done. Mm. I don't know. I've seen people have seemed to to you know really been hyping that run up. You know, I haven't read it because I don't read you know that much Marvel. Most of my Marvel reading is is the X Men titles and then just the Dance Lot Spider Man. Well, like I tried to keep up with uh, Miles's current run and everything. The problem was is that when they got to the Clone Saga, it had bad writing all over it. Like the clones attack him, even though he doesn't know that they exist. And say that they just don't want him in their lives, even though he didn't know that they exist. I mean, never and had then, your clones attack you. Uh, I've had though? I've had my clone attack me, but he was in a drunken stupor. Or did he know or, you exist though? He knew I existed. Okay, we'll see. There you go. Yeah, but um, but after that, there was this whole thing. There was this whole thing where Miles went to the lab, which he, which uh, the clones said they were going to. And he just thought, hey, I need to get to this thing before they do. They attack him, not explaining what that uh, vial is, because it's a vial of something. And turns out it's a stabilizer for their cloniness, because they're unstable. They're just doing that disintegrating thing. Yeah, they fight, it breaks, and they're all mad at him, even though they didn't explain Jack. Clones, man. Can't live with them. 
There you go. You just can't really you can't really live with them because they'll really keep trying to those. supplant you and prove that they're the superior uh, superior being. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I off the top of my head have a take as controversial as that because that's big controversial. That's like yeah, th- that would become a Twitter moment. Yeah, thing is, I don't want I don't want to feel this way because I actually did enjoy Miles and Miss Marvel when they first came out, and I was like, they have so much potential. You just don't feel that potential's been capitalized on. It hasn't been capitalized on. They haven't had a moment where I feel like, ah, oh, so this this is their seminal storyline and everything. And the person I think it sucks the most for is Miles because he's been around longer, and he definitely should have some. Mm-hmm. more moments that just you think this is miles morales instead i keep thinking well miles keeps be- being put in the middle of storylines that he has nothing to do with mm. like civil war 2 uh, we don't i don't know that we ever need to do an episode on civil war 2 we never ever have to do a civil war 2 episode we don't want to talk about that it's garbage <sighs> on both sides no one was right let's get art was good that. david marquez great artist Oh yeah, good art. Say that that man does not miss. Trying to oh, you know what? No, I do have a controversial opinion. Uh, how do I want to phrase this without sounding like an entire hater? I think that as much good as the MCU has done for maybe bringing a few specific characters more to the forefront in Marvel comics publishing, you know, to capitalize on their appearance in the movies. I think overall, I do not at all like the effect that it has had on the Marvel comics universe. Agreed. Because I'm not even, not even going to argue. They just keep changing things to be more like the movies. Now you like why Scarlet, Witch and Quicksilver are Magneto's kids. 100%. That's just full stop. Those are his children. It's dumb. That they're not. It's dumb, and I will I will not abide. I will not acknowledge that mistruth that they are not. Polaris is their sister, okay, and they should be citizens on Krakoa. Well, maybe not Scarlet Witch. They're cool with her now. They're yeah. cool with her now. They're she doesn't need to come. Now. And technically, technically, she is a citizen. Yeah, she is a citizen. She doesn't need to have a house there. She can come and go as she pleases. But Quicksilver's main thing with that was that he was Magneto's disappointment son. He doesn't have that anymore. So now he's just fast and a dick. Yep. That's it. You know, I don't like the way that they made the Guardians end up being more jokey in the comics, you know, specifically Star-Lord. They did it mostly with Star-Lord. They changed, they they pratified Star-Lord in the comics. I don't, I don't care for that. He was cool being like a, a sardonic, like war-torn space veteran, you know, just jaded and, and angry. And it's not like that he didn't have the jokiness beforehand. Yeah. Because he knew that it was to block his trauma. Yeah, and it was a drier humor. You know, it wasn't just a, hey, I love 70s music. It's like, okay, great. Who doesn't? You know, it's 70 mu- 70s music is great. Like, Blue Swede, it's a bop. You know, we, we love Blue Swede. Uh, we love, yeah, we love Hooked on a Feeling. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I guess that's not that controversial. And I'll have to do better next time, because you really blew me out of the water with, with, with that. that hot take hmm. yeah i felt like i felt like if this is gonna be our first oh if this is gonna be our opening to people they need yeah, to let know. them know what we're about yeah i respect like, it i don't agree with it but i respect <laughs> the the chutzpah if you will to stand by your opinion thank you yeah even if it's wrong <laughs> dang 
Now, Drew, is there anything you want to say to anyone who is still listening to this episode before we wrap up? Look out for issue number one. Oh, yeah, because technically this is the the zero issue. We'll be more structured for issue number one. I can promise you that. Yeah, for this one, we were were free-rolling it because we're free-balling ourselves. We're just, you know, we're spitballing, we're freeballing, we're just having, we're just having we're just a couple of bros having a conversation, you know, we're just, we're just letting you know what, what's going to be about. If you liked it, keep listening. If you didn't like it, you should also keep listening, just because we need an excuse to keep doing this. So, oh, yeah. Uh, let me think. Do I have anything to say? Um, comics are great. And I comics look forward to, you know, helping people realize how great comics are, if you don't know. And if you do know, then... This is going to be like having a conversation with a, a much bigger comic book club. So, Drew, what are you working on and where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube. I am on I am on Fanfic World and you can just find me in my current videos up videos. By the time this goes up, my Kingdom Hearts video that I've been working on and been really pedantic about because I hate my voice for some reason uh, <laughs> will be up. Well, that's like, an awkward what... thing to say while we're on a podcast, Drew. Where people uh, are listening to your voice. Hey, just because just because everybody likes my just because other people like my voice doesn't mean I have to. Sure, you're you're your own harshest critic. I'm my harshest critic, and literally hearing myself played back is very different than being on a podcast and just allowing someone else to edit it. <laughs> but, Meanwhile, I love the sound of my own voice. In case people can't tell. Yeah, could you also tell that he was trying to deepen it for a sec just to add that I, sexy I, cadence? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh, sure, mm. sure. Anyway, anyway, uh so yeah, King so yeah, uh Kingdom Hearts uh adding a little bit of what I like to call a retcon to all of Tetsuya Nomura's retcons and what could have made Kingdom Hearts 3 just a bit better. Nothing, it was a perfect game. It wasn't a perfect game. There he was a bit of problems says, with says with a shit-eating grin on his face. I have I have a bit of a shitty grin because I do still love Kingdom Hearts three. I, I do too. I cried playing it, but you're you're not wrong. It wasn't, you know. There's some there's some things. Remind broke me. I have to admit, Remind broke uh, me. That was yeah. that was. Why'd you have to do that to me, Kingdom Hearts? Uh, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, look out for that video. It's gonna be co- it's gonna be called Ripple Hearts. Well, I will definitely be checking that out. And after you guys check it out, you should also go and check out my work over at Screen Rant, where I write about, guess what, comics. That's right. Marvel, DC, Transformers, Power Rangers, Star Wars comics. I'm writing about it all. And I get paid per view. So please, for the love of Christ, go read them. Please. Or just, you don't even have to read, just click on the page. You know? (laughs) And when you're done with that, you can find me on the socials. That's TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, at Bins. If you like anything we've done here, if you like anything we do over the Newt Nerd Stash, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Every little bit helps, you know? We got we got to keep the lights on somehow. Uh, also, please, please, please join the Nerd Stash Network Discord, where a bunch of nerds like us and like yourselves, presumably, gather around and just talk about all sorts of nerdy shit. We talk about games, talk about movies. Clearly, we're willing to talk about comics, you know? It's going to be a great time as soon as you hop on in there. And consider leaving us a rating wherever you're listening to this. Are you on the Apple, you know, podcast app? You on Spotify? You on Podbean? You on Audible? You know, I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, say something nice. Or don't say anything at all. You know, because, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to look at it either way. 
mainly because I can never figure out where to find uh, the the criticism. I'm just blind to it. But the links for all of those uh, things that I just plugged will be in the description for this episode. So click on those as soon as you're done listening to our melodious voices. I'd like to thank Drew for joining me on this Secret Origin, you know, zero issue of the Longbox Hunters. I'd like to thank anyone for still tuning in, and we will see you in the next issue.